And now, it's time for the Scrub Brothers Show. We're putting the body back together. Listen in and learn how amazing the human body is. Learn in a way that's a bit irreverent and thought-provoking. And now, it's time to check in for your appointment with the Scrub Brothers. Michael, welcome back to the Scrub Scrub Brothers. Brothers. Speaking of, did you say irreverent or irrelevant? Irreverent. irreverent. It was an er. Yeah. That's all you There's, need to know. Uh, hello, I'm irrelevant and thought-provoking. <laughs> well, welcome back, folks. John Schufelt, emergency medicine physician with my brother-in-law, Mike Beckham, dentist extraordinaire. Yep, absolutely, positively. I did study uh, nuclear science in school. As I, wore, I wore dark glasses. My teachers were really cool, and they wore dark glasses, too, I think. You Things wore getting... sunglasses at night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing sunglasses. You can tell I just really want to be a professional singer. You do. Never noticed that. You do. And I really suck at it. That's the problem. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny you said nuclear. Have you ever met a dumb engineer? I mean, they literally don't exist. Like, I was no. a sociology major. We weren't all that smart. Like, <laughs> like Kaylee, my daughter's boyfriend, Yvonne has taken his He's had like two more finals. He finishes uh, his undergrad aerospace engineer. Like his books have no numbers in them, and they're all it's all math, physics yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it's like a, literally a different language. No, once they they channel like into he's that. a Martian. No, <laughs> but try to get them to hang a picture. No, they'll have no, laser levels. Kid. Oh yeah, but not <laughs> this kid. This kid is like pragmatic as hell, um, and he's an engineer that can talk. But I had a friend, and he was in medical school, and he was a, a chemical engineer, and literally he was. These guys are so. And women are so smart. Yeah, they are. Like they're, beyond comprehension. They smart. really are. They're really smart. Yeah. They're the, honestly, the engineers for us in dentistry, they are the easiest people to work on because yeah. all you have to do is make sure if it makes sense and they, they'll follow you, boom. Yeah, I was done. I was telling Eva, I said, go to law school because you engineers think like lawyers or lawyers want to think like you engineers. Very, yeah. you know, kind of very linearly. Yeah. It's, um, it was, anyway, cool deal. I was, I would never, ever be smart enough to be an engineer. No, I can't imagine doing that too. Dear Lord, if I run out of toes and fingers, I'm done. <laughs> exactly. Well, I can count to 11. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that, or 10 and a half. 10 and a half. How do we always devolve? <laughs> All right. Speaking of devolution, yes. devolving, holiday ha- you know the name of our show today? Holiday Hazards. This, this holiday the, hazards. This is a Christmas show. Like you get a bad peppermint stick or something? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, speaking of that, that's my funny story today, actually, is a bad stick. Okay. Um, but I digress. Anyway, so what are we talking about? So there are certain things around the holidays that, that, that we see a lot in the emergency department. So I thought I'd share a few of those as a way to prospectively try to prevent them. Um, one is something called holiday heart syndrome. So what do people do around the holidays? They do, they, what do they do too much? They eat, eat too much. They probably drink too much. They may not get enough sleep. And those are the three things for holiday heart. And holiday heart is, is when you go into an irregular heart rhythm. And it's a generally atrial fibrillation, which is where the top part of your heart starts fibrillating. They call it a bag of worms. And the bottom part of your heart is still beating normally, thank God, or you'd, you'd die. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Is so, that, yeah, atrial fib is the top it. part of your heart stops. Well, I get um, the bag of worms yeah. thing. That's a good because it just vibrates. It just wiggles. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And so you lose about 30% of your ejection fraction. That's how much blood is squeezed out of your heart in every beat. And so people that get this, they one, their heart beats irregular, and it's irregularly irregular. So there's no, uh, there's no plan to how your heart's beating. It just some of the some of the electricity escapes from the top part, goes through your AV node, goes down to the bottom part, and that's that's what forces your ventricles to contract. 
So they come in with these crazy heart rhythms, uh, generally very fast, and you start talking to them, and it's often around this time of the year, and you say, okay, what, what precipitated this? Well, I went out, I you know, went to a party, whatever, I drank too much last night, or I've been drinking too much a lot, and their heart gets hyper-excitable, and it's, really? it screws up the conduction system. So really? things like lack of sleep, electrolyte imbalances, alcohol, and it's generally transient. I mean, if they quit drinking... Um, um, so would elect- electrolytes, as in if you were working sodium, out? Sodium, potassium sort of thing. That, yeah. w- that would help them as well. Then. Well, that, that also can screw them up. So those are some of the things that cause this irregular heart, irregular heart rhythm is kind of screwing up your electrolytes. But, but alcohol is probably the prime contributor of it. And it's always, you know, the Christmas, New Year time. People come in and they're chest pain, acutely short of breath. They're in a little bit of heart failure even. And there's this conduction defect and it's atrial fibrillation. Um, and it's usually related to overconsumption, alcohol, food, lack of sleep. Wow. Males more ma- males get it more frequently than than females do. So, but they think about thirty five percent of new onset atrial fibrillation occurs around the holidays. Is that right? Yeah, holiday heart. And you're saying that if they stop drinking a lot, they get some rest, and they stop there and they dumb yeah. down their eating, it could take care of itself. It can. Or? I mean, they'll need medication probably for at least a period of time to right. control it. So we'll give them IV medication in the ED to slow their heart rhythm down, and sometimes that converts them. Uh, sometimes if they're, sometimes we'll shock them, which is I, one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Seriously, it's really fun. And like in the old days where you like would you go stuff with the paddles on their chest, we don't do that anymore. But no, you don't. No, you you put these pads on, they they stick to their chest, and 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 I always sedate people to do this because it it people get post traumatic stress disorder from this if they do it while they're awake. They literally will tell me like years later they'll like all of a sudden like huh like they'll, they'll wake up because it's got to be you know and I've I've done it to people awake before who are literally dying and then you don't have time to sedate them yeah you just zap them um i'll never forget when i was in i was in residency and i was moonlighting the cr in champagne illinois and this guy comes in and was rapid heart rate and he was his blood pressure was low and they call up his old family doc and they say well just drive yourself to the hospital and this family doc calls me and i go wait you had him drive to the hospital <laughs> like, okay that's kind of dumb so anyway, the guy comes in and and this is such a funny story. So he comes in, and his heart rate's really fast, so his blood pressure's okay, meaning you got to fix it, but there's no, like, super emergency. And so I'm doing all the non-invasive stuff, like I'm, you know, hold your breath, bear down, I'm pushing on his carotid artery, and I'm, I'm even to the point of taking his head and dunking it in cold water because it's this diving reflex that gives you, it makes you, it can make you bradycardic. It can slow your heart rate down, this vasovagal response. Oh, is that, you Which I'd never done before, but I thought this is a perfect guy. <laughs> I'm literally taking the <laughs> back of his head. And, and I was. And sticking his head in this cold ice bath. And it didn't work. I mean, there's literally water all over the place. And all of a sudden, the guy's eyes roll back in his head, and he is out. Ooh. His heart, his blood pressure drops. And now I'm standing in water, and I've got to shock this guy. <laughs> but I had to shock him quick because, I mean, the longer yeah, he goes, the yeah. longer, he, the harder it is. So I remember looking at the nurse and saying, you know, I'm, I'm like, crap. I said, okay, if I buzz myself, fix me before him. <laughs> so I shock him, and the whole time I'm getting ready to shock him, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get buzzed here because I'm standing in a puddle of water. Wow. So luckily it worked. <clears throat> Did he just jump right back then? Yeah, he Once literally snapped. Yeah, he let his heart run right back in the nor- normal rhythm, and he wakes back up, and he goes like, Ow. <laughs> that's, what, that's what everybody says after you shock them. Ow. Even if they're sedated. Ow. <laughs> it's always delayed. So if you don't want to get shocked, you know, easy on the alcohol, get some sleep, and easy on all the, all the food. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, all the GI sort of stuff. So, you know, you're out at the holiday parties and the food's sitting out for a long time, or you're exposed to people who have, you know, kind of diarrhea, gastroenteritis sort of thing. 
And so you see a ton of this over the, over the holidays. One, people sharing food, not washing their hands, uh, different viral illnesses that you can get. And so people come in often with this kind of stomach flu, vomiting, diarrhea, they get dehydrated, uh, they may be drinking as well, and they're just they're, they're sick as dogs for a period of time. Really? And virus, you can get it from viruses, bacteria, what have you. Um, but it's also, you know, good hand washing, careful what you eat, who prepares it, how long it's been sitting there for. So we'll get people and say, oh, yeah, you know, I ate, you know, I ate some food that I left over from a week ago, and now I don't feel well. So, so when, you know, I always hear people say, oh, I got food poisoning from this or that. What, what does food poisoning really mean? Well, it's a general catch-all term for anything that causes vomiting, diarrhea, and stomach cramps, I think, is it. So there's traveler's diarrhea where you can get it from contaminated water. You can get it from, you know, other people you're around who are, who are not practicing good hand washing. So it's like not that. necessarily a salmonella infection. No, it could be all sorts of things. More common viruses than anything else, but it could be bacterial as well. It could be salmonella, it could be E. coli, it could be other stuff. Okay. So you treat them generally symptomatically, keep them hydrated, give them stuff for the nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Uh, and then if they have other symptoms, they may require antibiotics. So, so number two. Number three, kind of all the GI reflux sort of thing where you're eating too much again, drinking too much, you have this burning sensation. People come in the emergency department with chest pain, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. Well, we'll check them for that, but no, really it's reflux. And it's a food going back up into their esophagus and with the acid, it's burning a little bit of their esophagus. So again, just overeating again is the same thing? Overeating, <clears throat> eating too late at night and laying down and then the food goes back up into your esophagus uh, and you wake up with heartburn. That's me, baby. Do you get that? <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so it, it's really generally, and there's some other causes for it, but generally a matter of particularly if it's acute like that, overconsumption. And, and then pancreatitis. Pancreatitis is an inflammatory response to your pancreas. In the U.S., it's, you, you can get it from gallstones, for example. But usually alcohol-related. And so people come in with pancreatitis. And the, and the bad part is once you get it once, you're super prone to it. And, you know, people will come in the ED and say, oh, my God, I think I have pancreatitis. And they're generally right because they've had it before. It's horrible pain. goes right through to your back. Well, it's back pain, right? It's, yeah, you get it. It's, it's inflammatory response in your pancreas, but where your pancreas sits in your body, it's usually referred back. So why pain. does alcohol set that off, though? Um, just the inflammatory response that alcohol causes on the, pancre- on the pancreas. So if you said D, alcohol, to every question, you would be D, correct? Well, so, so it's actually, that's where I'm getting at with this whole thing, I'm, and I'm going to keep going. Um, but, but you're right, it's, it's, there is a common denominator here, and that's certainly one of them. And believe me, I'm, I'm not a... You know, I'm not a prohibitionist where I think, you know, alcohol should be banned because God knows I, you know, like drinking red wine. But, um, um, but it is, a, I always say in the emergency department, if we took out alcohol, drugs, obesity, um, and people's general intolerance of people who are not exactly like them, I'd be, I literally would be out of a job. Isn't that amazing? I'd be, I'd be thrilled. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Good wow. God. No, really, that's, that's, that's kind of scary. Smoking too. Smoking, yeah. Self-inflicted uh, maladies of the human race. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Alcohol, smoking, obesity, and intolerance you of others. you got to find a reason to hate somebody, John. <laughs> I don't you. care. Well, I'll tell you, John, you're not going to be out of work anytime soon. No, but yeah. it's, it's really sad because yeah, I, should, I literally it, should be out of work. Yeah. I'd be happy if I was out of work. Who knows? Isn't that wild? I could just do this that all It is time. wild. Okay, so next one, alcohol and drug overdose. So that's the other thing. So... Um, you see a ton of this in the holidays, and a lot of the drug stuff is related. I think people are, are depressed, and they start drinking or start taking drugs, or they try to kill themselves. 
and you see this downward spiral over the holidays because it's a happy time of year and people are, for whatever reason, their life circumstances, they're not, they're not in such that they are enjoying them and they, it just compounds itself in the holiday season. So we'll see a lot bigger ri- increased rise in people uh, seeking mental health options, which are challenging. Now, this is a, probably a bad, well, maybe not a bad question, but a sad topic. When you see people that come in that are trying to commit suicide, what is the, is there a number one way they do it? Are they taking pills or are they? Uh... I mean, generally, yeah, the, what I see most of is, is overdoses and, um, and sometimes fatal, unfortunately, and sometimes. Is there sometimes a, perfect, a, cer- a certain drug they overdose on though, John? Nah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's totally a variety. I mean, people will try to overdose on Tylenol and they, and they say, oh, it's a gesture. I just, you know, it's a cry for help. But what they don't know is Tylenol can kill you. Um, and because what happens oftentimes is people don't recognize how lethal Tylenol can be. And all of a sudden they say, oh, I took, you know, 50 Tylenols. And, um, and you know, I've, I'm now three, four, five, six days later, I don't feel well or my eyes are yellow. And I said, well, what happened? Oh, you know, I, was, I, was, I had a bad day, whatever, whatever. I took a bunch of Tylenol and, and I realized I don't want to kill myself. And I said, well, unfortunately, that was the wrong drug to pick because Tylenol will kill you. And so I remember we got when I was in residency, kid came in, did exactly that. It was missed and ended up getting a liver transplant. Really? That was the only thing that saved him. And I don't know how he ultimately So did. it's liver, not kidney, that Tylenol tears up. Tylenol's not great on your kidneys, but it definitely ruins your liver. Good Lord. Um, if you take, you know, more than seven grams of it and it's in, and there's some other exigent factors as well, but, but there's a lot of things people try to overdose on. Um, but the, the general one too is narcotics and benzodiazepines, yeah. Valium. Yeah. Try to stop breathing. But the, yeah, it, remember the good old commercials in the, in the days when Tylenol was just starting and how safe and effective. It really Tylenol is. is. Remember you were, we were in Chicago with a cyanide. Yep. Tylenol. Exactly. Um, crazy stuff. So al- alcohol and drugs, certainly huge rise. And then also homelessness, particularly in Phoenix area where it's, you know, generally warm people come here to, um, who are homeless. And then we see a lot of hypothermia. So Do you even really? in Arizona, I saw more, I see more hypothermia coldness in Phoenix and Arizona than I did in Chicago. Because he, in Chicago, we were kind of beamed up to the fact that, hey, this is pretty freaking cold. But in Phoenix, I don't think people realize in the how desert, cold it, it gets, gets. It gets yeah. cold. It gets cold. And it's easy to be hypothermic. So we'll see hyperthermia in the summer where people's core body temperatures gets, you know, north of 108. Uh, but in, in the winter, too, the core body temperatures get below 90 or 93. And they'll be really you know, yeah, what, what is, is that the, what is the number on hypothermia? Uh, I don't know what the exact number is to call it quote unquote hypothermia, but you know, your normal body temperature is, you know, 98.6. So anything colder than that below some number, and it's, I think my 90, the number 93 Fahrenheit rings a bell. Um, you're considered hypothermic and then you want to do rapid rewarming. You know, rapid rewarming. Yeah. Get them as warm as you can, not to a point to as fast as you can. Oh, um, and same with hyperthermia, you need to cool them down as quick as you can. Um, so, you know, the last two, colds and flu, hand washing, get the flu shot. The flu shot does not give you the flu. Um, Are you sure? Oh, my God. Don't even get <laughs> this is the first, Don't even Because get of you two gentlemen, this is the first year I got a flu shot. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> so, so the last one we see is, and this, uh, this probably surprises people, but you see a ton of family violence uh, over the holidays. You're just beating the crap out of your relatives. Um, and, it, and if you look at the root cause of that, not banjo playing, but alcohol, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's alcohol. These guys, I mean, it's, it never fails. Like 
about if you're working Christmas evening or, or Christmas Eve evening, you know, the family's together all day, they haven't seen each other in a year, someone says something after a bunch of alcohol, and they're literally beating the crap out of each other. It, and it's <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, well, yeah, it, it is remarkable. But uh, so are, are they, this is another bad question, but, you know, even I sit on the outside here, Rob, we can't get into this world. It's, it's a different world. <laughs> His right world but, I mean, they walk, crazy. I mean, are they fist fighting? Or are they hitting each other with a board or what? Or shooting, stabbing. It, it literally, the... The amount of drama in that some families endure is amazing, and I think their normal root, root, you know, the normal baseline is not all that positive. But then you mix a little alcohol, little bad stories, and bad temper, and over the holidays, and it just escalates. Well, I think, listen, as an NRA member, here's the problem with that whole scenario, and here's how we could fix it. Just make sure all, everybody is packing, including the five-year-olds, so that they could defend themselves against their relatives. It's and like, that, to me, makes a lot more sense. No, I think that's smart, Mike. Yeah. You stay in dentistry. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like watching Trump and you know, Kim Jong-un, you know, these, these two idiots, are, I mean, but they're family members. I'm sure yeah. those two are related. Oh, guarantee it. There's a, there's a tree. There's some place. I remember the, the, oh, remember the old Mad Magazines? Those things oh, yeah. were so, God, they're so great. Yeah. And I remember they had this one, th- you know, the evolution of man, and they had one group uh, evolving into a toaster. And I thought that was the, <laughs> that was the funniest darn thing. But I've I, seen some of them. I've got, I got a Saturday Night Live skit that they've got to do. Follow me on this one. And I, I don't have the conclusions, but I, I should. Okay, you got, you got Kim Jong Wong, whatever his name is, you know, Long, Long Dong. <laughs> and Trump. And they have, get into an argument, okay? You see them both on the screen. And then they start doing dueling hairdos. <laughs> and you can play the banjo music in the back. That has and then funny. you could have, uh, like Trump, you could make his, turn his into Flock of Seagulls, and then he could turn around and challenge Long Dong Wong or whatever his name is. And, and yeah. then he could have like a Mo Howard kind yeah. of, you know. That airplane land funny. on his yeah. head. <laughs> so, that would be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> think, I think I've got material here, guys. Evolve the, okay, the last one is driving while intoxicated. It's... See a ton of it. It's huge spikes. The police are out there waiting for you to do something stupid, yeah, and and hurt yourself or others. And so Uber, Lyft, what have you. Uber, Lyft is right. Do something. Don't drive. We sort of just started using Ubers. Honest to God, those things are great. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Uber culture at that company, but I think it's changing. What's, I don't but know. I there's you, even culture. What is that? Oh, it's just yeah. You got to read about it. It's just it, it was a good old boys club of of Matt Lauerisms. Oh really? Yeah, oh, you leave it at that. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Oh, I didn't know. Good Lord. I yeah, didn't know it's that. like the Harvey Weinstein of uh, free ride. <laughs> Jeez. I'm really serious. It's, I mean, it sounded bad. Can you even get that whole thing about Matt Lauer? I mean, and I don't know why Katie Couric just didn't punch him right in the mouth. I mean, she had power at the time. They were saying he was pincher in the tush all the time. And I was like, why did she even put up with that garbage? I mean, I can, I, I can see these poor secretaries or somebody like that putting up with that idiot because they had to. I'm thinking Katie Couric had power. How could she? I don't know. It just, it just bothers me that some Blank yeah. like that does it anyway. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Okay, question of the day. Oh, hey, uh, this is from, let's see, let me see. Bob Newhart from, you know, actually, I'm Chicago. My family knows Bob Newhart. I, I saw Bob Newhart live way back in the day. Get he out was, of here. Was, no, it, he was, was really good. Was it filmed in the city? Yeah. Oh, no, he, I don't know where it was filmed, but I saw like his live comedy show. Oh, you did? No, yeah. he, he's hilarious. Yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, gosh darn so it. What did Bob want to know? How well, Bob, Bob Newhart, it, he's, he's in, uh, looks like Grand Rapids, Michigan today. Bob wants to know, he's a little chubby. He's trying to lose some weight for the holidays. He's, he asks, hey, Dr. Schufeld, what's the best way to lose weight? Now, those of you that know me know I 
have the most, the oddest diet in the world. So I'm probably not the person to answer this question. But the simple answer is eat less and exercise. Hold on. There should be a sound effect on that. <laughs> Ding. But, no, but so for me, so I, I, I've, I lost about 25, 30 pounds um, in two months, which was way too fast, not the right way to do it. But I realized um, I was eating way too many carbs. My whole life was carbohydrates. Everything I ate was carbohydrates. And, and so I, when you say carbohydrates, so what do you... So pasta, bread, brownies, cookies, potatoes, um, buns on hamburgers, all, anything, that's, anything that's even what we call complex sugars ultimately is, is, is carbohydrate-based, which, which your body uses for fuel in the form of glycogen. And so I went in this ketogenic diet, which is you want to b- turn your body into fat burning and not glycogen burning. It takes about a month or so to do it or longer. But I read all this data, looked at all this athletic performance data, and clearly, you know, your body fuel, fat is a great fuel for your body. So if you can turn your body's biochemistry into fat burning from glycogen burning, uh, and it takes a while, you literally lose weight. I lost, I, I mean, 30 pounds. So you don't have any carbs in your diet right so now? So I do now. I've started coming back up a little bit, but I was down to 15 grams a day. Ooh. And if you, if you start reading packages... 15 grams a day. One bun is way more than One that. One bun's way more than that. Yeah. So, is that right? Yeah, but it's not hard to do. You just have to be cognizant of what you're eating. And so you end up eating a lot more protein and a lot more fat. And you think, oh, fat's bad for you. Not, not really. This whole food pyramid thing has been, been kind of a fallacy for years now. Yeah. But, but there's a ton of stuff on the internet. There's a um, website called, um, um, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's, if you look up ketogenic or ketogenesis, um, it's, oh, the website is ruled, R-U-L-E-D dot me, ruled dot me. There's ketogenic cookbooks and uh, kind of the theory behind it. Really? And I have no economic incentive to promote them, but they had a lot of good data. Well, a couple just questions that I had, too. You know Tim Tebow, great looking dude. Yeah. He's, uh, what do they call the coffee? They throw the, co- the butter in the coffee or yeah, some such that's, thing? Yeah, that's, that's the whole ketogenic stuff. Is, that's ketogenic. Yeah. Okay. And then... Remember, who was the guy not too long ago? Not the paleo diet. Everybody's got some name for something. Well, the paleo's, a little, paleo's kind of ketogenic as well. It's, it's higher protein, but I don't think paleo has a lot of fat in it. So I hate to even ask this question, but is a donut a carb? Because Beer, I, I, wine, donuts. Really? Chocolate milk I see that you're having over there. Well, I was going to have donut with my chocolate milk. <laughs> well, if you dunk it, it's like two <laughs> negatives equal positive. <laughs> I think there's a counteractive production in there someplace. Yeah, but actually, so I, I like that. I'm the last guy to comment about about healthy dieting, but I can tell you that that for me, cutting going low on carbohydrates was yeah. uh, was yeah. easy. Yeah, and then and, you know it, it is it is more diet than it is exercise too. Yeah, isn't it? it really absolutely. is. I mean, you hate to say that. I remember dad. You know, my, my dad way back in the day. Oh God, I can't. Well. I, I'd have to edit fifty percent of the stuff that dad said. <laughs> but but one of the things he just said is you know people are heavy because they're eating too well, much. And that's not exactly how he said yeah, it. But. but that's partially true, but it's partially not true. Once At a certain point, you convert your body's metabolic state into, into a way that you could literally, it's probably physiologically impossible to lose weight. And so then what do people do? They eat so little, they go into starvation right. mode, where then they anything they eat, they store. Because in their, their bias, they go, hey, we don't know where the next meal is coming from. Right. We're storing it all. Right. So you have to be, this whole just eat less and you'll lose weight is not quite true. So, but you're, so you're saying that the, the metabolism, your body's metabolism actually changes by doing what you're doing right now. It, it, over time it does. It becomes fat burning, not glycogen burning. Really? And wow. for the first couple of days, people say, oh, I get the keto flu, which means I feel bad and I feel run down. I feel like the flu. I didn't have that, but I did literally in one day, 
went and said, you know what, I'm going to try this because I've got nothing to lose, and I do realize that I'm eating way too much carbs. Like, I would drink those Starbucks refresher cans, and in my head, I think, well, these are probably okay for you. It's not soda pop. It's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 27 grams of carbs, mm. and I would drink three of them a day. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's and easy to do that. It really it's is. It's super easy to do it. Yeah. So, anyway. Cool. Okay, funny story for the day. Please. I, you know, yours are always thought-provoking, and mine are always off-color. Have you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's worried about me, you yeah. know? So, so this is a one from residency, and um, and so this guy comes, so the nurse comes up to me, and, and she goes, hey, John, you're pretty cool about this stuff. And when a nurse says that to you in the emergency department, nothing good follows. Because <laughs> yeah. what she's really, or what he's really saying to you is, you have a high degree of tolerance for abject stupidity <laughs> or weirdness, so game on. So yeah. I said, what's the story? And she goes, well, this guy has a pen stuck in his penis. Oh. Okay. So I go there, and this guy who is probably late 20s is sitting on the side of the cart with a sheet over his lap, and he's rocking back and forth. So I walk up to him. I say, hey. And he's clearly nervous. And I said, hey, is, is, that, a, is that a pen in your pants? You're just happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> and which I thought at the time would lighten the mood. And he looks at me like, okay, not funny. And so I'll never forget, this was Saturday at noon. And I said, okay, what happened? And he goes, well, he goes, Thursday night. I wait, Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. He goes, I'm out with this girl. And she says, do you want to do something kinky? And he goes, well, yeah. So he goes, the next thing I know, she grabs my penis and jams a pen down the urethra. And he goes, we were both kind of drunk. He goes, I sobered up instantly. <laughs> he said, like, to- so deadpan. And, and I go, oh, my God. And I go, what happened? She goes, well, she got up and left because I started screaming. And, and so I go, well, what did you do? He goes, well, I tried to wiggle it, and it wouldn't come out. So I unscrewed the pen, took out the ink, took out the, took out the um, <laughs> spring in there, and I've been peeing out the pen ever since 36 hours and now his urethra had swollen up around oh, the lip of God. the pen where you screw it together oh, God. and i look at him sure enough and and it was impressive and so versed had just come out to the market this is ultra short acting valium like drug i'm like oh, i get these verses it's pretty cool i said well we need to take an extra of it and we didn't really need to take an extra of it <laughs> but wanted, i wanted to do it for two bring. reasons one i wanted i wanted the i wanted proof because i couldn't take a photo of it and i didn't whip <laughs> out my a christmas iPhone. card yeah exactly <laughs> Um, and, and two, I thought this would be great. I've never ordered a penis x-ray before. <laughs> so I call up the x-ray tech and I said, Hey, would you come over and film a penis? And she's like, yeah, right. And I said, no, really, this is, this is serious. And she was like, okay. So he goes, and he looks at me, he goes, listen, he goes, I just don't want a lot of people around. Okay. Cause this is kind of highly embarrassing. I go, no problem. So the poor guy, give him verse that he's pretty much out. And I remember at one point he looks up, he raises his head and there's literally a whole crowd of people around watching me. <laughs> popped this thing off his penis and he, he goes oh god he puts his head back down and it came out super easy <laughs> little verse and you got to relax that you know those little, i don't know what i relaxed but those it little, was those uh, little muscles you i gotta... still have that extra <laughs> i thought you said you still have the pen and no, I, day, yeah, I, like I, jfk's coconut well so i'll tell you the... i am lord of the cock ring but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> all right folks happy holidays <laughs> thanks a lot bye-bye Thanks for listening to The Scrub Brothers Show. Every week, putting the body back together right here. Listen live or on demand 24-7. Join us next week for your appointment with The Scrub Brothers.